comes the lawn and get the soap with my dad. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care it is. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Oh, my God. Thanks to Chris Pratt. How sweet was that? Star-Lord praying for me. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. It's a nor'easter, hitting the west coast. It's a nor'wester. It's a perfect storm. (laughs) If your hatches are not battened down, you're crazy. God help ye. (laughs) Uh, live from Studio C, something or other, something C, or other. Senor, come on now. Then I say, under the tutelage of our general manager. Anything but Beltway gossip. God, the news is just so... It's, it's, it's like a, the, a lunch table in the nation's uh, capital's uh, school cafeteria. Gossiping. Did you hear about Hope? Oh my God, she is so mad at Donnie. And Donnie, I heard, is thinking of breaking up with her? Oh, my God. I'll tell you what is an interesting story is where the president is on all these these gun laws and everything like that. This is definitely, at this point, without a doubt, a different conversation than we've had in my lifetime on guns. He's, uh, well, yeah. As uh, both of us said many, many times, this is not a conservative. This is a guy with all sorts of beliefs all over the map. Many of them formed as a Manhattan liberal. Mm -hmm. Some of his beliefs are very conservative. Some of them are are very liberal. He's Mm -hmm. just a guy with a bunch of opinions. Which, in a weird way, I think mirrors a lot of people. Absolutely. There are way way more people like that (laughs) than there are, you know, pick your cable news channel and you believe everything they tell you. On the other hand... The liberals are finally right. Trump is like Hitler. He wants to take people's guns. Now, have you uh-huh. Uh-huh. have you seen the video of where Trump throws out the idea of an assault weapons ban and uh, and Diane Feinstein? Yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> have I seen it? It's been on a loop on my TV since it happened. I haven't been so excited since Charles Lawton asked me to gavot. <laughs> Thank you, Senator. That an old timey something or other. That's a shot at her age is what that is, right? Uh, correct. Okay. Well track, done. Well tracked. She's trying to keep up with you. Uh, yeah, man, she was giddy. I'm the Dennis Miller of California. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so we'll get into all that coming up yeah. later. Sean got it. Uh, Sean, you're tracking with me. I love you. Love um, you for that. We'll introduce there our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michelangelo? Uh, good. Yes, yeah, some areas definitely experiencing bad weather today. Um so if you're in one of those areas, like I tell you, honk every 50 feet, have the bright lights on, and uh, ideally, if you can roll down your window briefly and just yell out periodically, that would help as well. Yeah. Do what you can. Yep. I am coming. Make way. Make way. They need to have a scaredy cat lane and a I don't really care that it's raining lane, and you need to pick one. Sean, I believe you owe me a dollar. 
I had walked into the office this morning announcing, everybody, we can look forward to Jack's rant about people who are afraid to drive in the rain. It's as natural as the rain itself. <laughs> Fine. Yes. We will enjoy yes. it. Fine. <laughs> just just do everybody a favor who's got to get to work. Move over into the right lane. Right. Slow traffic. Keep right. I'm. I, all I'm advocating is following the law. Right? Yes. Not crazy. You're a law and order candidate. Jeez, the 50 miles an hour in the left lane. What? What is your, as I've said before, I want to follow you home and watch the rest of your life. I want to see what the rest of your life is like. Well, and uh, how about, uh, may I nominate for special consideration, those who slow down to 35 on the superhighway before they get onto the exit oh, ramp. Oh, man, that's a dangerous thing to do. And you oh think you're God. being safe. God, you got big rigs slamming on their brakes and people going all over the place. <laughs> Jeez. There is a positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? I know it's only a dollar, but that really stung losing mm. that. That was, uh, that was tough. But well, yesterday. It was a sucker bet. <laughs> you gave me good odds. I on gave it. you a five to one. I yeah. had to, like, mathematically, I have to take that. The, uh, I, I did some good yesterday. Used, uh, used my, my semi celebrity status as a member of the show. Went out to a, a, a business, local business, and uh, raised some money for a fantastic local charity. Many fans of the show came out, said, hey, took a lot of pictures. A lot of people uh, asking if Marshall was there. Marshall was there earlier, but did not stay for the uh, the late shift. And uh, and yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. By the time I left there, we'd raised close to like forty thousand dollars for the Weave oh, wow. Foundation. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, women escaping a violent environment. It had only been going on for six hours. It was going on for twenty four hours total. Oh, so I don't great. know what the final number was, but. But yeah, that that felt good doing something for a, a a charity that my family has long since been a supporter of. Yeah, those uh, those folks are doing God's work. They do really really good jobs. So good for you. You know what? Honest to God, I was coming by. I was hundred percent planned on it. My wife ended up taking our wounded dog to work, Oof. and she asked me to come pick it up, him up. So I couldn't come by. So I apologize. I'll make a donation independently. So you raised wounded dog is the name of my new hard rock band. <laughs> we're we're not metal. We're hard rock. So you raised money for charity, and people had the opportunity to meet a minor celebrity, yeah, which is always yeah. a good time. You know, a little little uh, the the tat thing, the things that you trade for tats. It was it was you get something, we get something. I see. I don't know yeah. if we can say that. So it was good for the soul, good for the Instagram. Yes. People meeting you. Yes. Teeth for tat. Exactly. Teeth for <laughs> Thank tat. Thank you, Charles. There is Marshall Phillips who does our news every dang day. How are you, Marshall? I just want to let you all know we got a major celebrity birthday today. Singer, songwriter, he's Canadian, don't you know? Justin Bieber turning 24 today. He's only 24. That's yes. right. He's the world's most unpleasant Canadian. Yes. I always forget he's Canadian because Canadians are generally pleasant. Yeah. Hasn't he turned pleasant? He hasn't had any troubles for quite a while, no, right? His best friend's a minister. and Gotten back together with his girlfriend, uh, Selena Gomez, I believe it is. Gotten very uh, religious. Yeah. He's still on parole, though. Well, he, he's not. I can't declare him officially right. pleasant yet. I think he's officially on parole, right? Not just your parole. Oh, that's actual. That's right. He's on actual law enforcement parole. And a lot of people think, God, Justin's only 24. You know, he first hit it big when he was 14. I guess that's why it seems like he's been in my life for 14. so long. Yikes. I heard of those YouTube covers of songs back in 2008. Yeah, I heard a fascinating interview with his manager who was talking about when he was really kind of flying off the handles with all those crazy stories. He says, there are some nights I was scared for him, and I would try to track him down, but he had $100 million. He could go wherever he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, how many of you listening right now who have ever mocked that sort of behavior, how would you have handled $100 million when you were 19 years old? And coming from <laughs> poverty, and his, his mother had drug issues, and like right. he, he's, he catapulted. His father smelt of elderberries. As, yes. as I've said before, I came from a good, solid family 
with, uh, you know, right and wrong and going to church. If you gave me $100 million when I was 19, I'd have gone off the freaking rails. That's yeah. not a reason not to mock. That's a reason to mock. That's how society keeps people in their lanes. Well, that, derision. <laughs> Just the beautiful, beautiful gift of derision. Just don't pretend you wouldn't have done the same. Yeah, but it's fun. Well, now that Justin has hit 24 years old, his net worth is at least... $265 million. Yeah, I'm in the wrong business. He's doing okay. 24. Uh, I'm Jack uh, Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be Thursday, February, or I'm sorry, it's a brand new month, March 1st, the year 2018, keeping you straight in 21.8. Rent is due. We're Armstrong and Getty. The rent, it's too damn hard. Oh, I we, agree with that. We approve this program. Well, our mission is derision. Let's begin it now, at F, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. It doesn't make sense that I have to wait till I'm 21 to get a handgun, but I can get this weapon at 18. I don't know. So I was just curious as to what you did in your bill. We, you don't address we didn't, it? We didn't address it as president. Look, I think you know we, why? Because you're afraid of the NRA, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is something. You yeah. bought your pansies? <laughs> that is something. It's really crazy. One of those things televised. Yeah. That oh was yeah. Great. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It is awesome. That is must see TV. Oh, Man, they, they should yeah. make you watch that in school. Oh yeah. Yeah, that is really good stuff. I agree that we should do that way more often, where they just have the cameras in there the whole time. And Trump loves it. You know, he loves yeah. it. I'm not sure the other people love it. Oh God, no, they hate it. That's why I want it to happen because I know those people hate it. <laughs> what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, as you were saying, Trump stuns lawmakers on both sides of the aisle during their gun control meeting. Putin's threat about Russia's unstoppable new nuclear weapons, and things seemingly getting even more awkward for. Russia. Ryan Seacrest stories coming up six thirty five Armstrong and Getty. Mm, yeah, Trump on top of the world. Trump was willing to do away with due process yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Take a look at a bunch of different things. So that's innovative. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, big juicy orangey carrots and fast swinging sticks. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, yeah. So Putin's got a new nuclear weapon, a new toy. Super. He's bragging about. That's good. You missed the Cold War, or you just like nostalgia? Why does Kevin Smith have a massive heart attack and Putin remains unscathed? Because that's the way God treats dictators. Come on, Billy Graham. Do one more thing for us on the way out, huh? Think Billy Graham had the power to smite people? <laughs> I don't know. It's a different view of them than I had. Can't hurt to ask. A lot coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Among stories we'll have for you today. Why is it okay for Oprah Winfrey, for instance, talking about whether or not she wants to run for presidency, to say she's going to ask God and wait for an answer, and nobody bats an eye. <clears throat> but if a uh, a Mike Pence or somebody like that says they're going to ask God, right. it's just it's every late-night comedian makes a joke about it. He's psychotic. He's an idiot. Um, right. So exactly. just, for instance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's an interesting topic. Yeah, I would agree. Mailbag. So the bachelor has a Les Mis tattoo on his arm. Is that what you told me? That's correct. On his wrist, Jack. He has Jean Valjean's uh, prisoner number tattooed on his wrist. And isn't Les Mis particularly 
popular among the gay crowd? That's an interesting question. It is musical theater. I think that, you know, that's good enough. Isn't it like having a Lady Gaga tattoo? or It's a little like that. Hmm. I don't know. Many, many people enjoy the show, but getting a tattoo on one's wrist? Hmm. Right. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hate to begin with a lecture, but Sal in San Francisco has one for us. Play by your own rules, guys. Around 9.09 yesterday, one of you said, that makes my arse hurt. It was Joe. It was me. Jack responded with, that's what she said. No, 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 no. Don't you remember? Now it's just like in prison. (laughs) Oh, God. That's right. Our new idiotic play on words rejoinder reply to something that sounds provocative. Hmm. Thank you, Sal, for that reminder. It was actually just a comment on how tired we are of a story, I believe. Hmm. Uh, here's a nice note from uh, somebody with a clever online moniker. You guys are so funny. I enjoy listening to you in the morning. Guess my boring days started off all right. Sorry, days are boring, sir or madam, but uh, pleased that we can amuse you somewhat. <laughs> my son was complaining yesterday that one of the very few jobs we have him do, and that's our fault. We got to get him doing more jobs. But one of the very few jobs he does is goes goes and gets the trash cans on uh, on Wednesday and brings them back to the house. Mm. And he's talking about how much he hates it because it's boring. Wow. Wow. <laughs> explaining to him how many boring things you're going to have to do in your life. Oh, my God. Yeah, I should have assigned my kids more chores. Your, your instinct is right. It, it's easy, and, you know, it comes from a good place. I want my kids to be happy and have a good time. Sure. But uh, it, it's easy to, get to, to come to believe, if this has been your life experience, that the point of life is to enjoy yourself every right. moment. Yeah, constant pleasure. And I have to a certain and that extent. If you ever have to labor, it, you're somehow being cheated. Right. I've somehow convinced my kids, and it's all on me. I tell my wife all the time. I said, there's nothing wrong with them. I have created this in their minds that uh, they should be, you know, entertained all day long mm. and nothing else. Yes. I'm working on that. Tell us what you think of Jack's parenting. You can email <laughs> it. No, don't. Uh, I, although I did intend to mention, as always, I forget, uh, you can email us anytime, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You, know, you can text us, too, 415-295-KFTC. You know, I don't like bringing back trash cans. It's boring. <laughs> you know, you know when I clean, the, when I do the dishes at night, I'm not doing it because I think it's a good time. Or the garage or any of the other things. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, uh. I tell you what, it's a muscle. It's a muscle that must be strengthened. The, I've got to do this, so I'm going to do it well. Period. There's no particular pleasure. Maybe no even long-term satisfaction of this. Just got to be done. It is in the nature of man to labor to feed itself. And any uh, you know any uh, notion otherwise is is fantasy. It's, well, no. it's dumb. Sometimes I'm mowing the lawn. I think I could hire somebody to do this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> what am I doing? I using you've my... labored to get the money to hire someone. Using my legs like a sucker. I initially hated mowing the lawn, but I eventually grew to enjoy it as yeah. almost like a meditative oh, That's yeah. exactly I, what it is. Yeah, I actually like mowing zen. the lawn. That's one of the reasons I do it, is I like it. Yeah. Uh, Joe is wrong again, writes Jared. Of course, he probably means Jack. Probably. Because people like 85% get it backwards. I'm Joe over here. We sound similar. We know we do. It's okay. I tried smoking for a while to distinguish mm-hmm. my voice, but it didn't catch on. Mm. Hey, Joe, I'm a 12-year 4 by 5 podcaster from Pennsylvania checking in on the gerrymandering problem. As usual, you couldn't be more wrong about this. I'll re- read As this email. As usual. 
Then <laughs> I'll read it, then I will respond to Jared and his uh, salacious and ridiculous accusations. The legislative branch of the Republican Party has been out of control in how far they went to fix the districts to ensure their own power. It is the court's role to reign in their abuse. Why do you lie? Is it your greed? Uh, yes, it's primarily my greed, also my ideological inflexibility. Uh, listen, Jared, I didn't, I didn't take a strong stand at all. I said th- th- the Constitution says specifically the legislature is in charge of drawing the districts, not the courts, and I think it's a terrible idea to have the courts draw them. Now, and, and uh, actually the case law on this is really vague. There isn't nearly as much as you'd think. Maybe the court says, no, that's, that's unfair, that's bizarre, uh, redraw them. Nope. The new one's just as bad. Redraw them and sends it back 37 times. You know, if that has to happen, I suppose it'll happen. I just don't think the judges ought to be drawing the districts themselves. All right. Well, the idea of more uh, voters deciding, I certainly get where that comes from. But I'm not sure how in a state that's like all red like Texas or all blue like as blue as California. I don't I don't know if it's realistic to think the people would ever rise up, overturn the, the state and redraw the lines if they're out of control. Well, yeah, if the lines are out of control, you've got to have like a landslide in the other direction to overcome the gerrymandering, the purpose mm-hmm. of which, as every most of you know, is to make it so you can't lose at the polls. So, yeah, you'd have to have a super-duper majority. So, yeah, it's a troubling thing, and, and that's why it's odd that we don't have, you know, a number of Supreme Court decisions that every school kid knows the names of relating to what is a fair district and what's not. It's really kind of a weird you know, open blind spot in American uh, history. But a, a great question, Jared. I don't know why you had to lead with harsh criticism after all our years of friendship. Because it's the uh, modern social media era. You have to lead with you're an idiot or I hope you die. You have to. Apparently. It's like saying hello. Hmm. It's like good morning, sirs, back in the day. It's now you're an effing idiot and I hope you die. That's just the way you open your salvo in the social media world. Well, I don't want to, like, be a misfit, so, Jared, if I see you, I will take to your kneecaps with a ball-peen hammer. Thank you for writing. Uh, let's see. Jack, Joe, just want to encourage you guys. Others are catching on to your ideas of not glorifying killers. Just saw Glenn Beck talking about the shooter. His face totally blurred out. Didn't hear his name mentioned. Keep fighting the good fight. That's Nick in Wisconsin. We already have a national show. Yeah. Uh, Nick, thank you. I was I was listening to some of the gun gun conversation this morning, and... Boy, as always happens, we get we get off we get off track somehow. So we're discussing a bunch of things that wouldn't have done anything to stop the shooting that happened in Florida. Right. A lot of the stuff we're discussing wouldn't have had anything to do with that. And then almost no discussion of the the culture of this, the right. media reporting that whole thing. Well, and that story that we spent a great deal of time on, I think maybe we should spend time on again about the policies of the school district there in Broward County to not report kids committing crimes because they were desperate to lower their statistics to get political uh, returns and additional funding from the Obama administration. So they had a policy of downplaying, ignoring, or hiding crimes and reports of crimes uh, by kids, including the shooter. He was was specifically a recipient of that blind eye. Um, this is from the Department of It's Probably Too Soon, clever turn of a phrase, but uh, Richard writes, if the teachers are going to be armed at schools, does that mean librarians will use silencers? Again, clever yeah. Richard, probably not appropriate. Yeah. Hey, uh, how about some Despacito later, uh, Michael, on uh, Justin Bieber's birthday? Bring me all of Justin Bieber's biggest hits. I can't name any oh, of them. Oh, wait a minute. Can't name any of them other than that one. I'll tell you now that 
I'm popping in a CD. Marshall's News is here in just a minute, and we'll get into uh, a bunch of big stories today. Man, what Trump said yesterday in that meeting. Wild. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. A lot of schools have banned snowball fights. Now I've got a school that is banned touching the snow at all. Oh, no. Oh, my God, you just hurt. You kicked my soul in its teeth. Recess time. Everybody must levitate one inch above the ground. No running. No tag. No competitive games. No excluding anybody. We're burying the lead here. Joe's soul has teeth. <laughs> soul soul teeth is the name of my new James Brown tribute act, by the way. I've uh, never pictured my soul betoothed. Well, junk then. You kicked my soul right in its genitals. Never pictured my soul your having... Junk has teeth? Your, your, your soul has no genitals? I picture it as kind of a... Uh, like a bowling pin with arms and a big smile on its face. Really? Like a cartoon character. That's charming. Yeah. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump expects Congress to pass legislation to protect schools from gun violence. Stunning members of both parties during a freewheeling White House meeting on gun legislation with legislators yesterday. It doesn't make sense that I have to wait till I'm 21 to get a handgun, but I can get this weapon at 18. I don't know. So I was just curious as to what you did in your bill. We, you don't address we didn't. It. We didn't address it as president. Look, I think you know we, why? Because you're afraid of the NRA, right? No, you know why? Because historically, I mean, like almost completely, if somebody's going to get killed by a gun, it's going to be a handgun. That was the great threat to life and limb for the last, you know, 150 years. Um, so, well, how know, about now? And we can we can certainly discuss it. How about now? Does it make sense? People are being shot. In crimes with rifles. It, it certainly might. I've heard a number of people say, you can't get a drink until you're 21, but you can buy a rifle. Okay, don't let them vote either. I would. Uh, Morning Jose had a great opportunity to pose that today, and he just let it go. You can't let somebody vote then. 25. 25 for everything. For voting. Yep. Guns. Drinking. Renting a car. Sure. Sure. Get a lane in a bowling alley. 25. Well. Trump also voiced support for confiscating guns from certain individuals deemed to be dangerous, even if it violates due process rights. Well, the time you go to court, it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures. Uh, I like taking the guns early, like in this crazy man's case that just took place in Florida. He had a lot of fires. They saw everything. To go to court would have taken a long time. So you could do exactly what you're saying, but take the guns first, go through due process second. You know, luckily I see the world from atop Mount Getty. And I don't get easily upset about something right. as ridiculous, as indefensible as, eh, we'll take the guns to due process later. Because that pretty much means that there's no due process. If the result precedes the process, you're not getting due process. On the other hand, something like a restraining order... The similar standard standard approved. Well, let's talk about it. Let's I see heard, if we can get it to pass muster. I heard a D senator uh, on the news ask about some of this stuff, and he said, "Look, I have learned as a lot of people have. You take Trump 
seriously, not literally. What he's saying with all this is he's willing to do something. Right. He's to willing to find a solution. Yeah. He's willing to have some movement on this issue. That's right. what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Senator Amy Klobuchar was talking about gun control and domestic violence. Trump was sitting next to California Senator Dianne Feinstein. They carried out this exchange. I think it would make a major difference. So if you could just- add that to this bill, that would be great, Diane. If you could add what you have also, and I think you can, into the bill. Yeah. So Joe, are you ready? Can you do that? Joe, can you do that, Pat? Can you add... Some of the things you're not going to agree with. Yep, you help. Well, no, I'll help, but can you add what Amy and what Diane have? Can we add them in? Feinstein's response was positively giddy. Positively giddy. Her, what she wants to add to the bill is a ban on assault weapons. Right. And See, uh, I love the on-camera horse trading. I think it's just refreshing. I, I, I would. I, there's. I have no problem with this. I, I like this direction. I like to throw stuff out, and then if somebody says later, "Hey, you couldn't do this because of blank," you just say, "Okay." I mean, so what? Damn, is who there was, any way around it? Who right. was damaged by throwing out an right. idea? But all the politicians have to run it through, uh, you know, a uh, hundred years of, of precedent, and also focus groups and all different kinds of. Of people out there and, and which constituents give them which money for which well, and how this is right. going to look yeah. in an ad in the fall and all that sort of crap. How about you all just throw out ideas and we come up with something? I have no problem with that. Russia President Vladimir Putin says his country's tested new nuclear weapons that cannot be intercepted by other nations' missile defenses. In his State of the Nation speech, Putin told Russia, or said Russia, has a nuclear-powered cruise missile with unlimited range that can penetrate any missile defense. NBC's Jeremy Bash. And effectively, if you have a cruise missile that can fly low and fast, it cannot be hit by our missile defense systems and our coastal cities, Boston, New York, Washington, are definitely at risk. See, this to me is a perfect example of the media whipping something up to get uh, ratings, Marshall, you included, and I appreciate it because we need ratings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, from a technical standpoint, the idea of missile defense is really interesting and intriguing, and it's kind Along, it's not great, but it's okay. And blah blah blah, North Korea, blah blah blah. But in terms of Russia, the idea that we're kept safe by missile defense from Russia, and there are hundreds and hundreds of arms that could be launched in the next five minutes, right? It's just that's it's laughable. It's dumb. The only thing that protects us from a nuclear attack by Russia is that Russia is not going to attack us, nor are we going to attack them because it would blot out mankind. Yep. So, again, it's kind of interesting, but this guy, that means our coastal cities, Boston, New York, are under exactly the same threat they were a week ago. And have been and since... And six months ago, and 35 years ago. Yeah, and have been since about 1950. Things seem to be getting increasingly awkward for Ryan Seacrest. The sexual misconduct allegations his ex-stylist, Susie Hardy, shared about him in a graphic story in Variety were supported on the Today Show by another former colleague who told reporter Kate Snow he saw Ryan's inappropriate conduct directed at the stylist. She would go to tie his shoe, and Ryan would shove her head toward his crotch. I saw that more than once. So later on... What, does she not speak English? And she had an interpreter? What was that voice? No, that was the reporter. She had a source. Okay. The the guy came and told her about it. I see, okay. Yeah. So anyway, later Afraid on... Afraid to go on the record because Ryan Seacrest is going to send his goons out, He's I guess. super powerful. So later on that day on Live, Seacrest had an uncomfortable exchange with co-host Kelly Ripa. They'd both taken their shoes off for a demonstration of standing desks. 
Afterward, Ryan was struggling to put his loafers back on when Kelly asked, Sweetie, do you want me to put your shoes back on for you? Do it in the break. You don't mind, do you? <laughs> no, we can no, I just, I just... I'm a mom. I can do that. No, but... No, no, it's okay. Listen. Wags are saying that seemed to be a reference to the charge involving his stylist tying his shoe. Or not. Or not. That may be yeah, way off the mark, but that's the kind of observations these reports are stirring up. So no other women have come forward. I, you know, the woman sounds believable, but I, I just it just doesn't seem to fit. Well, it doesn't fit all these previous stories that you have one instance right. out there. If you're the kind of pervo that does pervo stuff, there, there, there's a bunch of women, usually. And I hate to interrupt a good witch hunt. Everybody's enjoying themselves shooting witches, etc. But um, if, a, if a young man engaged in, like, frat boy humor with a uh, a female uh, uh, co-worker who he thought was, quote-unquote, one of the guys. And it was not much, and it was only her, and he stopped pretty right. quick. Does that call for the death penalty? You know, you got to figure these Which things out. Which is what you get. There's, there's There well, seems to yeah. be no, uh, no one or the other. He, he'd be... Or at least, like, five years in the penalty box. Yeah, but the, the mood would turn, and he'd be off American Idol, he'd be off Kelly Ripa, right. he'd be off New Year's Eve, he'd be off all this different stuff, career-wise. Right. If we decide he's guilty, because there's no in-between. Well, and if he's a predator and a perv, you know, let For the sure. audience decide, let his employers decide. I'm not defending the guy, because I have no idea what's going on. But, you know, I I, I feel like the, uh, the witch-hunty atmosphere is calming down a little bit, and sanity is returning. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. What was that? That was people screaming, a she's witch. a witch. It was a witch. It's difficult to understand. Gotcha. Uh, on the other hand, like the uh, U.S. swimming coaches we were talking about, the gymnastics coaches, round them up and put them to death. Public square hangings. Oh, I'm in favor of that. And where is that swimming story? Well, it sits here and there. I've not come across it. Well, I take in a lot of news, and I haven't yeah, come across it. Yeah, well, let's yeah. Choice of news sources has been on my mind a lot lately, um, and I'm diversifying because I'm feeling like the the Beltway obsession just blinds these journalists to everything else. There's so many stories that ought to be covered that affect number one our listeners and ourselves in our real lives much more than Hope freaking Hicks, for instance. You know, are more relevant to, you know, our part of the country or, or how we live our lives, the way we feed ourselves, blah, blah, blah. Not just Beltway gossip all the time. Do you have a smart doorbell? You will soon, I guess. Mine's a dumbass. Amazon thinks you will. You just got the plain old, you press, your, you press it with your finger and it rings kind? Oh, I don't, I don't even want wow. to say. What a caveman. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. is in Great Britain, to be fair. They are only slightly further down the road of socialism than we are, but it was a school there that banned not just snowball fights, which is popular in many schools. That's the one time I got in trouble in middle school, chucking snowballs. Other than that, well, no, that's not true. No, I was in a lot of trouble sixth grade. My latter years in middle school, though, which 
is uh, volume two of my autobiography. I think it's about 850 pages on, on middle school. Just on those two grades? <laughs> well, no, on all three grades. Six, seven, eight. We had three years of middle oh, school. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's different. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they banned touching the snow. The kids are not allowed to touch the snow at this school. Oh, for the love of all that is holy. It only takes one student, one piece of grit, one stone and a snowball and an eye. And then we change our view, don't we? The rules are don't touch the snow. If you're not touching the snow, then you're not going to throw it. Signed a dying empire. Said the school's headmaster. Well, that's coming to the United States if it isn't already here somewhere. Another dying empire. Headmaster also said that if kids are playing the snow, they'll get their clothes wet, which is unfit for school. You ever known an... uh, There's more. Social media blew up, of course, with one person saying, for crying out loud, let them have some fun before they have to start paying taxes. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) That's, you know, that's a very down-to-earth criticism, and I appreciate it. I'm I'm going all, uh, you know, all textbooky on you, all uh, political theory on you. That's a good one. Let them have some fun, for God's sake. Uh, How about this? You ever known any individual in your life who prizes above all else safety and stability? They just, the one thing they don't want to do is make any mistakes. You know, there are people like that, and you have your right to live your life like that. And in the great mosaic of humanity, I think it's good that we have people like that. But those people are a certain kind of people. I, had a, I have a friend yesterday who got a ticket for 107 and a 55. He's, he's not that. He's not one of those he's people. He's not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Different ways to express one's uh, quest for adventure. Taking chances, achievement, discovery, growth, etc. You got a country there in Britain that is that person who craves nothing, but that's the socialist model. Yeah, that, and then it collapses on itself. Tell me, we're not going that direction. Come oh, we on, we are. We absolutely yeah. are. Yeah, and then you end up banning Winnie the Pooh. You heard me. China censors have banned Winnie the Pooh. More on that shocking story to come on the Armstrong and Getty. We've been show. reading Winnie the Pooh. I do the voices best I can. Well, read it while you can, because our soft, soft uh, decaying empire will soon have Chinese overlords, and then Pooh, Piglet, even Humble Eeyore will be banned. So this dude, Jamie Smirnoff, uh, was on Shark Tank five years ago with his smart doorbell, and um, they, he got kicked off Shark Tank. They said, nah, no, nobody's interested in buying your dumb idea. Well, he sold it to Amazon yesterday for a reported $1 billion. One million dollars. One billion with a B dollars. Billion. Woo-wee! Is he the ring guy? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. And the doorbell. Uh, I'll have I'll have one of those in uh, every home I own as soon as I get around to it. I think it's a wonderful so idea. So what is it? Well, it's um, it's a doorbell that has like a camera and a speaker and the rest of it, so you can see it, who's at your front door anytime you need to and communicate with them. Hmm. You know, so it's some uh, sketchy-looking guy with an Amazon package. You look him over, you say, yeah, yeah, I'm just out of the shower, so uh, just leave it there. I'll grab it in a minute. Be on your way, sketchy. (laughs) Or, uh, you know, you just see somebody ooching around your front door, you call the coppers. This this also has the Wi-Fi enabling capability for those... Unlocking the door, dropping the package on the yeah, inside. All right. So, yeah, Hanson hit, hit me with that. I hadn't thought of that. And this article doesn't mention that at all. It'd be pretty convenient for Amazon's whole take-over-the-world-deliver-packages-inside-your-house movement, too. That's got to be tied into why they think it's worth a billion dollars, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're trying to become that, that, that whole thing just become very, very mainstreamed and normal for people. Oh, yes. That's why they're investing a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, given the uh, prevalence of porch pirates, I could see it. I oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, makes perfectly good sense. Yeah, 
Huh. You can't get within 100 yards of my doorbell. Nobody can without dogs and guns blaring. So wow, and that's the way I'm going to keep it. Dogs wielding guns. So I don't need a smart doorbell. but Yeah, I've got a buddy who was hooking it up uh, when I went to see him. I happened to be uh, dropping by, and he, he showed it to me and explained it to me and everything. And um, and I said, wow, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. But because I'm an underachiever, I didn't get it done yet. Yet. Is this to avoid getting up from the couch and walking over and looking through the peephole? Or when, when, when you're not home. It's all about when you're not home. Yeah. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, he was he was on Shark Tank selling a ten percent stake for seven hundred thousand dollars, and they all passed. And he sold it for a billion dollars. A billion—that's a lot of money. A ten percent stake for seven hundred thousand. Yeah. He came up with the ideas in his well, garage. That would make his company worth seven million. I think is oh. what he valued it at. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I was dropped it, to zero. He was in his garage doing some work, and he didn't hear the doorbell, and he thought, you know, I'll hook up a camera or something to the doorbell so I'd know if somebody's there, and that's how he came up with the idea, and now he's a billionaire, so there you go. I'll be damned. Uh, we're going to talk to somebody from the Washington Post about the big gun control meeting that Trump had yesterday, and, you know, what might come out of that. If you haven't seen the video, do we have it at our website? Can you find it there of the Diane Feinstein being so giddy? We'll put that on there. It's uh, it's something. She just, oh, 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 oh. Oh, it's good to see an old lady pleased like that. It's like her great-granddaughter brought her some new doilies or something. For most people her age, it's like if they just yelled out B3 and it completed your little cheat there. Bingo! She's got, I win! <laughs> Anxious to support... To, hmm. Anxious to suppress criticism, the Communist Party's censors in China have scoured the Internet and social media for content deemed subversive. The sanitizing has included many images of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, President Xi, she is sometimes likened to the cartoon bear. <laughs> He's a lovable, toughable, stuffed with fluff. What do they say about him? He doesn't seem to be. Seems to be like the reincarnation of a somewhat more reasonable chairman, Mao. Yeah. Uh, more on uh, Chinese censorship. Does he go around pantless? Just wears a red t-shirt that's too <laughs> short for his belly? That's correct, and hangs out with a talking pig. <laughs> With a stutter, with a speech impediment. That's right. So, the states ranked on a number of different categories, including quality of life. Who was DFL in quality of life? I'll give you a hint. That state has an ancient syphilitic governor. 